Hello, this is Danny Ryan, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. Uh, this morning, we've got two other people here in the room with me. Uh, we've got the usual Tommy Ryan here with me. Hey, Tommy. Good morning, Danny. How you doing? Doing well. Awesome. Doing awesome. very well. Very good. Glad to have you back. We want to say congratulations on your 25-year anniversary to Linda. That's right. Wedding just, anniversary. That's huge. Coming straight from the mountains. <sighs> you had a good time? Yeah. Yeah. Good, good day of hiking and... And relaxing, and actually, the first time I probably read a hardback book oh, in years. Really? So, what'd you read? Uh, Marcus Aurelius, which is a huh. Stoic, um, back in uh, let's see, 150 AD. Uh huh. Um, period. So, uh, interesting person. I mean, basically, it's reflecting on his. Um, his diary. Okay. And they're kind of dissecting that and, and trying to give you context to it. And it's really some some deep thoughts. Nice. Really good reading for being up in the Did mountains. someone recommend this to you or how did you run uh, into Linda's that book? Linda's read it. And okay. I've heard about it. Um, I've heard other people reference it. So I've always been curious about reading it. So I, I cracked that open. That lead to some good conversations with Linda, hopefully, too, since she's read it as well. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we had some conversations around that. And yeah. Actually, we're probably going to have a blog post coming Ooh, out of the conversation. I like it. I like um, it even better. We were talking about, after 25 years, um, what advice would we give to our children about um, a strong marriage? Uh, and so things that we think that we didn't really know mm-hmm. when we got married, mm-hmm. to say these are the things that we've learned over the past 25 years. So That's awesome. Can't wait to, yeah. can't wait to read that. Yeah, uh, joint um, blog post that we're going to do together. And talking about your children, we have Austin Ryan here in the room with me. Austin is our new marketing intern. And I don't think I haven't had a marketing intern up to this point. So you're in you're in a new ground here for me. But uh, welcome to uh, the the three wheel team, Austin. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, that sort of leads to um, Today's conversation, which uh, maybe before I jump into that conversation, let me see the socks. Don't forget the socks. Like, oh my goodness! Yellow, so, folks, orange, some stripes. He has got some. There. Yes. Where did you get those from? These, gosh, uh, I think Banana Republic. Actually. Banana yeah. Republic. Nice, nice. And I showed you earlier. Go to. They. I showed you earlier. Yeah, you, you need to hand down some socks. <laughs> I, I have my one pair of cool socks, which is, yeah. and MailChimp. I want to start my MailChimp socks, uh, mail, representing MailChimp out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And you said you saw them down at, at Pont City Market? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see their office, oh, but okay. Alex was saying that's where their office is. Very nice. Yeah. And if anyone from MailChimp is listening, Austin, uh, Alex Ryan would love an internship there. That's right. Yeah, we'll <laughs> just work in that angle. Um, so today's topic, uh, we have Austin um, earlier this week, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, Austin's been working on some of the the uh, SEO and sort of uh, looking, taking a look at our website, and he made the, uh, the critical mistake of saying, why don't we have a Wikipedia page for Three Will? And so I said, that's nice. Uh, I don't know. Why don't we have a Three Will page for Wikipedia? And why don't you go ahead and go make that page for us, Austin? <laughs> he, he's going to learn over the course of this summer to complain about nothing. 
everything's going to be great. He's going to be like, Dan, you're just like a marketing genius. And <laughs> he'll learn this over the course of the internship, that anything that he sees as a problem becomes his problem. And he it's can an go after it. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. Absolutely. We, absolutely. So what he was trying to do was to, um, it's, and it's more difficult than you would expect it to be, which is to put out... Uh, factual information on Wikipedia because everything on Wikipedia is factual. <laughs> um, but you're trying your best to provide third-party references uh, to um, facts that you have on Wikipedia. So that leads to this conversation, which is um, sort of what are the, the, the milestones? What do you see, Tommy, as being some of the milestones of Three Will? You know, um, the obvious one starting out with, you know, founded in 2001. Maybe let's just talk through what are those, what things do you think Austin should have as milestones of the company? Well, even to go back before the founding, I think uh, the idea of Three Will. Mm-hmm. I think came when you came to visit up in Maryland and and I think we started getting a, an idea of wouldn't it be interesting to have a business together mm-hmm. when we were seeing the internet, the internet mm-hmm. becoming a viable place for commerce and people to do business. And so um, that was, I think, a high interest of ours to kind of explore in that area. And we ended up going to a company together called, at the time, Omni Technologies. Mm-hmm. And we said, let's try working together to see if we're work compatible to, to start a business. So kind of having that test bed of you know, what's project work like together um, at a company doing business in the internet age. Mm-hmm. And um, that was kind of the beginning thoughts of Three Will. Um, where we even when I went in and interviewed with Three Will with Wayne Kellum, the president, I mentioned that uh, our goal is to to start a business together one day. Yep. Um, and he said, "That's great. I hope you, you never get to that point because I'd love <laughs> for you to stay here. But um, that's great. I'm, I'm, that's a that's a great goal to have." And so we had that as a starting point of, of it, and we poured ourselves into. That experience at Extreme Logic, which what it was called after Omni Technologies, and we had several projects together, and then I think meeting at Starbucks and taking walks was how we formed kind of that company. I think it wasn't one of those things that's start a company and the next day yeah. we quit our jobs. We ended up taking walks and saying, you know, what's important about starting a company why would we want to do that we were highly caffeinated and had lots of oxygen in our system. that's right had lots of <laughs> a very where great things start typically are on a on a good walk mm-hmm. on a, you know mm-hmm. going out and just uh, you know letting your mind go free a little bit and talk about what do you want to create and that's where things are created right right yeah so that, you know I, I don't know if there's you know there's not going to be milestones that you reference on yeah. wikipedia yeah. but i think that's kind of key and important for a company is, you know, what's the origin of it? What's that, um, what's that reason? What's that purpose? Yep. Um, and the thing, I know we don't say as much today, but I've actually been thinking about it recently, is this whole turning the art of software development into a science. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we saw a lot of things that were a lot of mistakes and things that you could learn from 
and improve mm-hmm. and um, versus just going on to the next thing. And I think that's what it made SharePoint sticky with us because we wanted to kind of hone and craft that yep. and make it better and better. And the more time you spend with a technology, uh, the more you can uh, hone in on that and turn it more into a science. Yep. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the, the work that we do is a balance of art and science. I don't think you can turn it totally into a science because of the people interaction, mm-hmm. the, the high interpersonal skill that it takes to be a consultant and, and to help people that have problems and turn those into solutions. Yeah, and I, I know this is, and this is great. I mean, this is a, a bit of talking about what the three-wheel story is, sort of right. what's the background behind the company itself, which is great. And I think, you know, part of the, uh, I, I, I think we could do a whole separate podcast on where the whole concept of the three-wheel name came from, which right. is people, process, technology, right. and really the combination of those three things, which is sort of, again, being highly caffeinated, thinking that that was, you know, that was what we wanted to focus in on, a very specific technology, a very specific uh, process that we're using, and then looking for people with a specific uh, you know, inside the culture with a specific set of values that we have out on our website that we're, you know, we thought that that was a combination, the combination of those three things is what we were trying to start out mm-hmm. with as a company. Um, so absolutely. So uh, founding the c- company, tell me what, what sort of happened, what happened in 2001, a little bit more context on, on what, you know, how did this whole thing go down? Well, in, in 2001, when we started the company, uh, we had a non-compete uh, with Extreme Logic, so mm-hmm. for that period of time, we could not do the consulting work. So, um, in the Atlanta area, so we ended up doing training and doing training really all over the world. We signed up with some of the national training providers, and since we wrote a book on ASP.NET and C Sharp, that was the up-and-coming hot thing that needed to um, be in the form of training to a lot of organizations. Mm-hmm. So, um, that brought us all over the U.S. And, and brought us all over the world. I know we went together to do a train the trainer in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And you ended up doing kind of a world tour on, um, I think it was on Windows Server. It was and Windows so Server and ASP.net, whatever. Technologies. And you came back, and I think I gave you a shirt that showed you your world tour dates <laughs> on, on the back. Yeah. Um, so I think that first year was going around and evangelizing um, ASP.net and web technology, mm-hmm. um, which was an interesting period because, you know, we got into business together really to do the consulting. So that was a little bit of a, um, a holding pattern mm-hmm. for us that I think, you know, we see value in training. We, we've attempted to try to integrate some of that back into our business, but it, it's very hard. It's a different, it's a different day and age when it comes to training, you know, the, the, the people in a classroom and coming in as a trainer, mm-hmm. um, those are not common ways of learning technology. Yep. You see, see things like plural site and, and that's becoming more of the mainstream way of doing that. But that was the first yep. year. And then um, some of our first work, uh, working with a neighbor, uh, my next door neighbor, where we were building a, a, a website for them with um, them working in the home default loans 
um, that needed to have some assistance in getting people into a house that they could actually afford and and save. Mm-hmm. You know, they were called home savers, and they were trying to keep people into their in their houses by refinancing and finding ways to to allow them to make it affordable. And then also another personal connection. This is one of the things you learn in business that it is all about relationships. And one of our close relationships is with our brother Bobby um, at Apollo MD. And at Apollo MD, I think we did a really nice consulting work there initially. Learned a lot of lessons on how to present, you know, <laughs> present projects, proposals. You know, yes. we, you know, we, we learned how to avoid sticker shock. I mean, we, I think we ran into a sticker shock problem there when we designed something very, you know, probably appropriate, but we didn't lead them down the path to understand how we got there. But that work was with SharePoint. Mm-hmm. It wasn't intentional, but um, it happened to be our first kind of enterprise set of work. It was Team Services what, 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 was it what it was called? What yeah, was it? yeah. I think SharePoint it was team, team Services. Yeah. And STS. I guess you would say it was SharePoint 2001. Um, yeah. But uh, it was kind of that free version and it allowed them to have a shared calendar, um, mm-hmm. shared documents. Mm-hmm. And, and we created a scheduling calendar and we did some customizations to it allow them to schedule positions this is great because i don't know i don't know if i shared this with you but next week i'm going over to kennesaw uh, to do a presentation on um, family businesses what it's like Mm -hmm. to run a family business and this is giving me some really good pearls here because i think some of this what you're talking about i'm sort of putting together in my mind a list of some of the things that we've learned first one being um uh, work together first in a in sort of a low risk way, which is what we did with working at Extreme Logic. Uh, second one would be have a plan B, which was our doing the training instead of consulting work. Right. Um, and you know, in 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 uh, third one, I'm thinking your relationships, how important they are for finding your initial business. How you know that's really. Uh, in order for you to get a business up and running, your personal relationships can end up translating into the first set of work that you end up getting as a new business. Right. So just keep going, keep going. You're giving me some great <laughs> material here. So what's next? What's next from here? Well, you know, we ended up doing a lot of web-based development. Mm-hmm. Um, along the way, uh, kind of a prominent figure in our three-wheel background was Nick Kalevis. And um, so Nick Kalevis was someone that we were consulting with that worked at Extreme Logic. We met him in some project work that we had at Extreme Logic and then um, for the company Ernst & Young. And at Ernst & Young, uh, I think he valued our approach to how we helped that project. We uh-huh. kind of stuck through the project, through the, the roughest parts of the project and um, formed a kind of a, a relationship that he was willing to help us set out you know, details of our business plan and just uh, inspecting, adapting along the way. And uh, we eventually did some work at Ernst & Young. It might've been three years later. Um, we'll have to go look at the actual date where mm-hmm. our first project was there. But quite a bit of work um, at Ernst & Young. It was really our client that gave us the legs mm-hmm. to start hiring other people 
That's another great point. You have to almost have an anchor client. You have to have someone who is who gets you from being the two founders or the however many founders to the point in which you can start to hire new people. Right, right. And you have to have it's like it or not. It's for at least for us. It was one client. Often is the is one where you're getting a lot of multiple work from, which allows for you to focus in on doing some internal improvements of hiring folks and, and building out the team. Right, right. And, and so that was, I think, a, a critical milestone for us. And then Bell South w- was actually a critical milestone for us. I think that got us into the world of SharePoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, working with SharePoint 2003 and, and building something that was gonna be compatible to the next version of SharePoint, SharePoint mm-hmm. 2007. So that was around the 2006 timeframe. So between Ernst & Young and Bell BellSouth, um, there was a numerous number of projects that we did. Um, did a lot of stuff helping Microsoft Consulting Services. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the training that we did, I think led into you know, a certain level of respect that we knew that space of ASP.NET mm-hmm. and um, you know, did a variety of number of projects. Groove is one thing to note in mm-hmm. between kind of SharePoint and, um, you know, starting with our first project at Ernst & Young, we did a couple large Groove projects. And those Groove projects um, kind of pointed to our passion for collaborative technology. Yep. There yep. was something about the excitement of seeing when people work together in software how that software lights up and starts encouraging behavior to mm-hmm. do more together as a team um, and this whole work together better concept mm-hmm. I think kind of came out of that collaboration was the type of applications we gravitated to. We didn't know that from the beginning. I don't think we started the company thinking about work together better. Mm-hmm. I think we started the company saying how can we, um, you know, kind of turn the art of software development into a science, trying to be very engineering mentality towards software, mm-hmm. where software seemed a little bit loosey-goosey of you kind of just did whatever. Yeah. And there was a little bit of structure around the language of software development, but the whole process side um, seemed like it needed a lot of improvement um, over time. And it's been a passion of ours as we evolved in our thought process around what is the appropriate uh, methodology. I think that as well, since your background is chemical engineering, mine's industrial engineering, that's had a big influence on this culture, which is focusing in on problem. I mean, we're very problem solving type of people, right, right. you know, and we want to, we want to take on the big problems and we want to, we want to be there for folks to, to present solutions. We're not real big into, to, to um, to just talking about things or making more problems, but we are really interested in how do we define, um, you know, we, I think a part of our process is defining what we're going to do and how we're gonna prove we actually do that. Right, um, right. I think it's very core to who we are as a, as a company and, and, and a part of our culture. I, I remember, you know, you just saying that, of kind of being consultative. One of the things that really, um, connected with me and, and gave me job satisfaction um, in the area of software development was when we were doing 
the project for Yellow Truck. Uh huh. And I remember facing that challenge of not getting someone's attention to make a decision and coming up with alternatives and you know suggestions of what is the best path but being open to the alternative paths yeah and um just remember you know just you know through email conversations and phone conversations where i was developing that skill and it felt good Mm -hmm. to be able to help people get out of um kind of that being stuck yeah where they feel overwhelmed with the problem in front of them they don't know exactly what path to take so being that person that's blazing the trail for them taking Mm -hmm. into consideration what are they trying to accomplish and then being brave enough to move forward with that problem Mm -hmm. and 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 be and adapt to what you learn along the way and i think that's why agile was so important to us as we discovered agile as a methodology is that ability of you don't know everything, mm-hmm. but be, be brave enough to take the next step as an informed as informed as you can be, and then adapt to what you learn along the way. When that, I think that's a good milestone for us. When did we? Because you and I looked at different sort of what we were going to say our process is yes. instead of sort of baking our own thing up and right. saying, "Oh, this is the three wheel process." Um, where, do you remember? It's very when, close when was to that? the time of, it was around of SharePoint. SharePoint? Okay. It was very close to that time. If not, uh, you know, within a year, I would say. Yeah. And we can go back, and I think I put something out on Yammer about okay. the date that I went to the training with Pete, with Mike Cohn. That's a Mike Cohn training, okay. Mike Cohn training, because that's when we decided right before that we wanted to get some training to okay. start rolling that out in the organization. Um, so we were really big into RUP, and RUP just seemed to be too, too much. Too much education over, over over all the components that go into the rational unified process, and as we looked at agile, agile looked like a lightweight, very practical way of doing it, iterative development. And then we chose Scrum is like a type of agile. It's a type of agile. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. You know, back then there was XP. Uh huh. Um, there was a number of which extreme programming. Uh-huh. Uh, use con- thank you for concepts defining the acronyms. Like, um, yeah, yeah, did concepts like paired programming, yeah, and a lot of those things came from that agile movement. Mm-hmm. And there's a really good kind of summary of what agile is with the agile manifesto mm-hmm. um, that points about the value of there are kind of two competing things, and what do you value more mm-hmm. when those things compete against each other now we were starting to do a bunch of work with SharePoint which we have, have traditionally either done for I mean we, we started doing it with enterprises so building solutions that companies would use inside their organization and then we started building some of these connectors tell me a little bit more about that yeah so you know when you get into SharePoint one of the things that we did which I, I I'm amazed that we did this because I you know, it was one of the th- things is ideally we should do this and you never get to that ideally we mm-hmm. do this. But we went into SharePoint saying, what can you do out of the box? What can you get from the platform? So we were challenging people to put away Visual Studio for a period of time and understand the platform. Yep. So we did that. And, but we, after, t- after a period of time, we got into what were the edges of SharePoint? What were the technically challenging parts of, of SharePoint? 
and we have very strong app dev minded people here and they were able to soften those edges with SharePoint and uh-huh. do that very well and we had worked with Groove and we did a lot of the high-end technical pieces of extending Groove and some people in that Groove organization went to Microsoft and when that happened there was a period of time that Microsoft was trying to say SharePoint is integrated with other platforms and they were having a conversation with Confluence who's I think Steve Ballmer mm-hmm. with the president of Atlassian and coming out of that they were saying when we go to this next conference we want to show integration uh, I think with both NewsGator and Confluence mm-hmm. and so Deb Bannon got us connected and said these folks at Three Will I know they're in SharePoint and we did work with them at Groove and they're top top-notch people and so we had that opportunity to go in and build a connector for Atlassian for their Confluence Enterprise Wiki product. And that turned on, I think, a high passion within our group. There was something about, oh, we can do really high-end high end yep. development in this form of integration and be kind of proud about that because it is that turning art into science. You're trying to package that. Mm-hmm. Not only are you trying to build it and deploy it into one organization, you're trying to build it and package it so it can de- be deployed anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, we got a kick out of figuring that out and making that happen. And that led into, you know, I think we say a dozen. A dozen different. <laughs> a dozen different connectors. And that you know. includes connectors. I mean, we did, I think the big ones were like Jive, when we did Jive's connector and worked with them to integrate it with SharePoint. In more recent years, the, st- the work that we did with Salesforce and connecting up Chatter with SharePoint it's amazing how that sort of, you know, and I, I think it really did. We liked the high-end type of product development work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that sort of led to, I know within recent years, has led to us building some products of our own and just trying to say, okay, how do we build stuff out for the app exchange? How do we build things out for the office store and for us to have those capabilities? I don't think right now we're not doing a whole lot of product development work for other companies, but I can see that coming back. Sure. I really sure. could. Yeah, I think with this next wave of of technology re-engineering that's going on yep. within the Office platform um, and, and some of the recent uh, announcements on the SharePoint framework, I think that's going to lead to people needing some help yep. to figure that out and, and do it right the first time. Yep, yep. So back to so it sounds like we are we're we're over the course of the years we're getting more focused in on a specific process that we're using we're getting more focused in on a, a specific technologies that we're trying to, to to hone in on what's the what's you know as a organization what's the um, sort of how have we grown as an organization not just number wise but sort of as through the years, how do we how do we grow to be who we are today? Interesting. I think if you look at it, um, we've been able to let go of some things over time. Yeah. So, um, you know, I traditionally have been involved in the delivery of you know being hands on, working on projects, leading projects helping across projects yep. and um, 
you know, you were doing mostly the sales aspect of things, um, other kind of functions, and then we've kind of let go of some of the things that we've done in the past and, and not, you know, not perfect at this. We continue to strive to find ways to, to free up, to allow other people to fill that, those responsibilities. But, you know, Bruce coming on board and helping with, um, being the VP of delivery yeah. and making sure that that's going well. Um, Pete um, with the director of technology to make sure we're headed in the right direction technology-wise. Um, everybody's trying to do that, but trying to have Pete spend a little bit of extra time and, and organize around that. And then the principles that we have in the organization where they're helping, um, in a sense, you know, sell the things that we do. Not in a salesy sense, but more in a solution engineering mm-hmm. sense that we probably have depended more on you and myself to get in there and explain how we can do things and get it to a point of it's signed off as a project and then delivery comes in. Delivery is starting a lot earlier in that conversation to allow us to talk to the problem as a solution versus just trying to sell. Mm-hmm. A, a project yeah, and I think you're so over the course of the years it's been more of a, I'm trying to focus more of my efforts more on the marketing up mm-hmm. front identifying good clients and getting us at least getting us in the door and more right. recently focusing on things like workshops and, and it's just stuff that will help us to to showcase what we're able to do on delivery, which you've said this so many times, our delivery sells. Right. Our, and and I, I say that in a very positive way. It's like when, once people can experience what goes on on projects, they're like, I want more of this. Mm-hmm. And so for you and I, it's to get out of the way. It's to try to set, set it up so that very early on they're experiencing our delivery process or experiencing what it's like to have a problem and see it solved, see it worked through and solved by delivery. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What other, what am I missing? I know we're sort of the latter years and we probably could talk for another hour on this subject, but what were some of the other things that you think maybe at a, at a high level milestone wise that, um, that sort of as you look at the history of the company, I know on a personal level, you actually, you had cancer, about midway through this whole thing as well, and we're out for a period of time. Yeah, and that's that's close to the time of deciding on SharePoint because I, I remember one of our bigger projects on SharePoint initially was with um, PowerServe or um, PowerSecure. PowerSecure. Yeah, and um, I remember coming back from treatment at that point and uh-huh. going to one of their sprint reviews. Um, so a lot of things happened in that period of time. That was back in 2007, period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of other milestones. I, I think there's plenty of, you know, getting to a point of having multiple enterprise clients at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the biggest challenges in a small business is not to put all, your whole team on, on one project or one customer. Yep. Um, and we've learned that lesson, you know, where too much effort in one customer, it feels good um, when it's working well. And as soon as it takes a left turn, it, it can really hurt. Um, so we put a lot of effort into making sure we're diversified. Um, I think, you know, some of the things that we've done around sustainment, 
um, which was maybe three years ago, or maybe closer to four to five years ago mm-hmm. with AT&T. That was a very key milestone for us to say, we don't have to always be doing the new shiny. We can be there to support you over the, the lifetime of the solution. And that's where you're going to get the most value. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exciting in that first period, but if you don't keep that application healthy, um, you're going to lose a lot of that ROI of that initial investment. So if you have the right amount of sustainment, you can really stretch out your dollars and get more for your, more bang for your buck if, if we're involved in that sustainment of the solution. Mm-hmm. And then most recently, migrations, um, where um, that can be looked at as something you're not creating anything new and kind of doing that hard work of just moving it from one place to another place that yep. usually lends itself to problems more than happy people. Um, so that's an area that I think we can start honing in on that science side yeah. of turning the art of software development to a science because that migration piece of the things that we're doing, I think we've got some strong skills from a technology perspective to hone in and make that better and better and better each time. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing it and, and it's, we're going to be amazed you know, two years down the road of what we can accomplish from a migration standpoint for very complex migrations. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Austin, anything that came up that sort of, I know this helps you out zero because it's a lot of words, no references. No references. And then the time when we won the number one consulting company in the Southeast, according to Fortune Inc. We didn't have any of that for you. That, that would be too easy. The one quote, the one thing that I, Austin, I'm, I'm, I have guaranteed that he's going to learn, he will take away. I got this from one of my Georgia Tech professors. Uh, Gus Baird, God rest his soul, um, he always would say, he passed away when I was taking his class, one of his computer science classes, but his, one, of his, one of his many quotes was, um, ain't nothing easy when you're doing it for real. And he would always say, everybody thinks that when you're an outsider looking in, you know, you're like, why don't you just create a wiki page? Okay, that's great. Well, let's go do that. And then you run into there are real things that you have to figure out. And I know that's uh, with smart, starting at smarting, uh, starting a small company. It sounds like such an easy, you know, it sounds easy from the outside. But when you get into it, there's a lot of real things that you have to day to day decisions that have to be made that um, that are really difficult decisions. And I know Tommy is uh, just done. a You've done a great job with leading this company. Uh, through well, the years, um, you know, we're coming up on 15 years, right? Which is, I think, is a you know, not very many companies are able to to reach that point in time. I think what, one of the things that I'm really um, proud of is that we've kept the original feel of the culture, and, then I'm, and this is probably another topic for um, another web, uh, another podcast, but just talking about you know the the differences of. Of, of I think some of the real decisions that we've made about staying small and keeping our culture because we wanted to to have a create more of an environment than we're worried about growing to be a huge consulting company at all. I think right. we've made we've made some tough decisions with that, and it's not it's one of those things where you say we've reached 15 years. If I looked, 
at starting the comp when I started the company out, I had all these grand visions of we're going to be a hundred person company and we're going to be doing X, Y, and Z. But through the years, we've made some difficult decisions and are at at a size where I'm proud where we're showing up to work every day. I think the people that we have here are are really the type of folks who represent us well as a company. Um, and I almost want to talk about uh, you know that along with creating a lifestyle company as well. I think balance was something that on those long walks that we had uh, at Starbucks and walking around is saying, can we really create an environment where we have a healthy personal life and a healthy professional life and keep balance in our marriages and with our families? And I think we've, we've been able to, to do that over the course of these last 15 years. And, and it's, it's been tough. Yeah, I think it's, I'd love to talk about that topic because it is, I think, the thing I think about the most is, mm-hmm. is the culture and the whole thing of, of balance. That mm-hmm. I want balance, not just for me, but I want balance for everyone at Three Will. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being able to celebrate 25 years of marriage, that's, to me, that's a accomplishment yeah. that... Um, you know, very focused in on as much as, you know, the growth of free will mm. is the growth of that, of my relationship with, um, you know, my spouse and my family. So that easier said than done. I think there's, there are decisions that you have to make and decide what is success and what mm-hmm. is fulfillment in your job. And I think, um, as you get older, you get a better sense of what that is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, can kind of put things in perspective of what's important and what should you celebrate and what types of goals should you set. Yeah, there's, I think, and just sort of rounding this whole conversation out, there's a prideful part of me where I wish I could point Austin to fortune.com to all these sort of external sources which say we're a success. But in reality, it's a lot of how we've defined what our internal success is and, and what is it that we value around here that has made us what we, you know, it's, it's more than what the outside world says about us. It's more of, have we created the, a company, a culture that we're proud of? And, um, you know, you're not going to have the fortunes of the world writing, (laughs) writing about that. And that's okay. Um, but it is something I think it's, it's, uh, you have to let go of that and say, you know what, I'm, we're, we're not, you know, the biggest, biggest company out there, but we've created something that we can all be proud of. Yep. So, uh, anything else before we, we wrap this up? I'm sorry, Austin. I wish I could have had some, some better, uh, third party places you could go look for stuff, but you're getting to learn about three. Well, at least, right. Yep. That's, that's one thing. (laughs) And so, uh, um, yeah, I'll have you join us on some of these other conversations that we have with other folks. Uh, I'm glad you're here. We're um, before we. Why don't you pull up a little bit here? And I want it. So you've got uh, Austin has a. Just before we wrap this whole thing up, Austin has a tattoo on his arm that says Christianity is a relationship. Tell, give me some background on on that. Um. Well, I've uh, always wanted a tattoo, mm-hmm. and. Um, even though this is on my forearm where everyone can see, especially, um, you know, being here today with a, uh, a polo on, it kind of feels a little different in a work environment, but, um, 
it's something that means a lot to me and um, I'm okay with other people seeing it and mm -hmm. having conversations about it. That's great. So it's something that you know when you're talking with other folks that it may, it sort of sets up for you a conversation with them about your relationship with God. Yep, that's one of the main things that I wanted from a tattoo. So um, having it on the forearm is the place I wanted it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I am so glad that you're here with me. I think you're, we're going to have a good time this this summer and uh, look forward to more conversations and you can sit here in the room with me as we do the other podcast and, and thanks for joining me for this. Tommy, thank you so much. You're welcome. This was one of our longer conversations, but that's that's fine. Some of them can go kind of long, but uh, um, I think it was just, it was great to hear from you about some of the milestones of the company and, uh, and I know we've got some good topics that we can do as follow-up topics to this as well. Um, talking about where Three Will Name came from, we mentioned sort of the uh, creating a um, more of a, a balanced culture, talking about some of, of that. We're creating a lifestyle type of culture. So we've got some good topics we can cover in the upcoming weeks and look forward to having those conversations as well. Thank you everybody for joining us. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye.